everybody. I have two really special guests with me today, and I'm going to have them each introduce themselves and just talk a little bit about themselves and themselves as an athlete. So if one of you guys want to introduce yourself. You can go first, Alexa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My name is Alexa Hoppenfeld. I have an Instagram. It's called Recovery for Try. But I've been a triathlete ever since I was five years old, which is a multi-sport event of swimming, biking, and running. And so basically I grew up doing that along with a bunch of other sports. But as I grew up, I ended up dropping those sports and I've been a triathlete only for about five years now. I'm also a runner. I do track and cross country. And so I just do elite races around the country and I'm on a team and it's been a big part of my life um, ever since I could remember. It's my entire life and it's so fun and I love it more than anything. That's really cool. Eleni? Hello, my name is Eleni Guerrera. Excuse my voice. I'm like a little bit sicker now, but um, I have been an athlete forever, kind of changing sports though. I played soccer when I was younger. That didn't end well. Um, I played tennis for a very long time competitively. I also played softball. I kind of decided that like none of those were really for me though. Um, I tried running personally. I'm not that good at it. <laughs> Alexa, I know you're like insane at running. I wish I could be good, but me and my nine and a half mile will sit down somewhere else. So <laughs> I once I ran a 13 minute mile, so I get you. <laughs> I was on a treadmill too, so it's easier on a treadmill. It's harder on a treadmill. What are you talking it about? It is. I hate I hate the treadmill. It's so much harder. <laughs> Anyways, so I picked up lifting um about a year and a half ago, but I didn't I wasn't really serious about it until like seven months ago. Until I decided like two, three months ago that I wanted to like go somewhere with it. And now I'm training a little bit differently for powerlifting so that I can compete. And I'm very excited. Really so amazing. I that could is... never do that. I <laughs> lift for running, but I lift, I think I'm good at squatting, but other than that, like I cannot lift at all. I am in <laughs> awe of you. I don't understand. Thank you. I'm in awe of both of you. I do volleyball and soccer. So for soccer, I have to practice running. And for volleyball, I have to practice lifting. And I'm not that great at either. So I'm very impressed with both of you that yeah, that's like amazing. What you compete at. <laughs> We're all very different. I feel like it's like yes. a good mix. So how did you guys like choose, like you guys kind of explained it, but how, what exactly about your sport is, brings you joy? Like, is it the endorphins? Does it provide you release? Has it helped you in other aspects of your life? Like what really drives you in your sport? So my mom growing up had us doing almost every single sport in the book, like you name it, we've done it. But I guess, I think it was just working hard to something makes me feel good. I love being able to do three sports at once because I could never just stick to one. I could never just run. I could never just swim. I could never just bike. And then also the community that's built around both running and triathlons. Triathlons is a smaller community. And the people that I've just grown up racing and now will be going to college with racing and friendships I've built all over the country and with my team that out of where I live, it just keeps me going. And I just love the feeling of getting better, of competing, of racing, and the whole process of it. It's just something I love, and I love working hard at something. That's really awesome. I definitely know that 
I feel like for a lot of athletes, and I kind of relate to this, it's like the reward that you get or like the satisfaction from working towards something. And I feel like triathlete definitely seems like one of those sports where you have to put in a lot of work. And it's fun to do with a group of people and with a team, even if you're not racing with each other or like it's not much of a team sport. It's more individual, but there are ways you can work together, which I love about it. Yeah. Um, so for me personally, I like, I feel like powerlifting and just lifting in general, it's kind of like you against yourself, um, more than you against other people. Even if you're in a competition, you're obviously competing against other people, but it's more for like experience and going against yourself because obviously you're like, you're like, you can't really compare yourself in the sport within, um, like your age and weight class. Like you can only really compare between that, but like, cause it, it's not a compare, uh, fair comparison. Like you can't just compare yourself to somebody that is double your size. And I feel like it's just really satisfying when you're lifting and you see yourself being able to do something you couldn't do a while ago. And I feel like that is why it played like the hugest role in like helping my relationship with food. And I know we're going to get onto this topic more in like a little bit, but like just knowing that like a couple months ago, I was lifting half of like what I am now. It like wows me. It's like, how is that even physically possible? And just, that is like what I live for and no other sport that I've ever played, like gave me that satisfaction. Like, wow, this is all me. Like a team sport, like it's not the same as that literally being all you. Like there's nobody else to credit except for myself for what I do. That's incredible. You can that, like see right there on paper that you did that and you did better and you improved. That's insane. Exactly. This <laughs> it's not I, luck either. It can't yeah. be luck. It'd be a bad day for everyone else. It's you. Yeah. Exactly. I love hearing how like determined you both are and just like how passionate you are about your sport. It's so fun to just hear you guys talk about it. Um <laughs> and as much fun as it is, I'm assuming that you guys have both faced some adversity, whether it be like an injury or I know just from that we all have kind of experienced some issues with food or <laughs> whether it be I, I can't think of any other adversity but you know what I mean like or not like making a time you wanted or not lifting the weight that you wanted like how have you overcome or what are some struggles that you've had to overcome okay so as we, so when I developed an eating disorder um I First, I lost my love for the sport. I lost the reason I was doing it. I was so focused on doing it to burn calories, to make up for what I ate, that I lost, my vision was so blurred that I just lost the love. I didn't love it anymore. And then it got down to, my coach says this to me all the time. There was one race, and it was when I was at my worst, that she said it looked like I had a pair. It seemed like I had a parachute on my back. I started the race, and I just remember I felt like I couldn't move my arms and legs because I did not have enough energy in my body to move. And I did horrible that race and it's the worst feeling, but something in my brain told me I couldn't stop because of eating. And then I know this isn't the same for anyone, everyone, but when my season was starting, it was the first day of summer, I got sent to residential treatment center. And so everything was stripped away from me, my sport, my life. I had to watch everyone do races, but that's also what motivated me to get out. It finally like clicked in my brain that 
what am I doing? If I don't eat, if I don't fuel myself, I can't do what I love. And that motivated me to literally get out of residential treatment as fast as they seen. Like I didn't refuse anything. That's my sport is what motivates me and continues to motivate me every single day to recover. Because I know that if I don't fuel, I can't win. If I don't eat, then I can't be the strongest and best person I can be. And it was so hard to see everyone like racing without me and me not being able to do anything. But I trust, like I got out and four weeks later after no training all summer had the best race of my life at nationals because I was fueled. I was rested. And so when like bad days happen or bad races happen, I, I've learned to give myself grace and realize that one bad race, one bad day, it doesn't define you as a person or an athlete. It's about like bad days are going to happen and bad things are going to happen. And it's about pushing through them and working towards the next one. And I think I wouldn't have realized that if I didn't go through my journey with an eating disorder and having to miss out on what I loved. I think that brings a lot into perspective. I totally get what you mean. I've actually, I also went into residential right before, like I went in end of June this year. So we always have summer volleyball and that's the sport that I was really dedicated to playing. And I get a lot what you mean of like when I had to miss the whole summer, I ended up not making the school team because I wasn't there for the summer program. And, um, you know, everything ended up working out and stuff. Um, But it does work out and it's probably better because you realize that I had to tell myself when I went in that I would rather miss this season now and get healthy and get myself back, get myself back, like Alexa back, not the eating disorder than to miss out on my entire life and keep destroying myself and get injured and keep going down this rabbit hole. It's better to get myself healthy now than to miss out my whole life. Yes. I think that's so important. And to like what you said to get Alexa back, not the eating disorder, like, because, okay, sure. Maybe at first it sounds like it wasn't for you. Your time sort of gone down a little bit, but a, it sounds like they got a lot better after you started eating, I'm assuming. And, or eating more and um you know your enjoyment for it is like the big reason you do the sport you know no yeah. one does something that they don't enjoy so every second had become so miserable and then I learned to actually love it again and my race at nationals I mentioned I went there with no expectations no pressure on myself no anxiety I was just there to have fun and I have pictures from it I was smiling the whole time because I was just enjoying what my body could do again and what my body could do while nourished and that's the you're supposed to have fun it shouldn't be a struggle every step it shouldn't be motivated by changing myself it should be changing myself to get better and stronger I feel I like that. I feel like um now, I'm not saying at all that I'm thankful for going through what any of us like went through. No, That's I know not what I mean at all about yeah. today. Personally, I didn't go into residential, so I don't know what that's like. But I feel like we can all agree that it it's part of it actually is like a learning experience. It kind of, as you said, um, puts a perspective on it. Like, where would I be now? Like, because I feel like in some ways I could be worse if I didn't realize like mm-hmm. what it really did for me. Like the impact that it did, I, I, this is going to sound stupid. I believe that literally everything happens for a reason. I don't care what you say. Everything happens for a reason. 
And clearly like you went through a dark time in your life, but everything is temporary. And that's a big thing. Also, when you like struggle with food, everything is temporary. Like if you feel guilty about something, it's literally temporary. Like you're going to get through it. And the hardest part is obviously getting through it. And once you get through it, you learn and you're like, wow, I don't want to go back. And that's the best feeling. And I feel like what I'm like hearing from you, Alexa, is you're saying like, wow, like I'm so strong now. Like I, I literally don't know any other triathlete like (laughs) in this world. Like I literally don't. And that's just incredible that like you went through that and now you came back even stronger than you were before. It's the same with you and you, Cammy. It's like, you look back and you realize like, wow, that was that girl back there or boy, like it's sad, but look where you are now. Look Mm -hmm. what you, you have overcome and you have gotten through and you come out of it stronger than you ever were before. I like personally, like troubles for me, they weren't um, as big with, um, I couldn't tell with my eating disorder because the issue is like, my, I got it. Like I started like having struggles with eating when COVID hit. And so sports were like canceled. So for something like tennis or softball, I couldn't really tell the difference for my performance in those because I just simply wasn't playing. So I obviously started running and I did that for the wrong reasons. As I said before, it was like the easiest form of exercise. I could just get out of my house. And at that time, um, exercise addiction aside, I wanted to just like get out of the house. And so I kind of thought to myself, like, well, what's a way I can do this? And then I kind of got like addicted to it in a bad way. And I kind of dreaded it every day. I mean, I wasn't going all that far. It was only like a mile and a half, but like, it was still like something I kind of dreaded. And, um, I feel like then once I got back into softball and tennis, I now, I then noticed it, but I was better at that point at least. Um, but the difference between those two sports and lifting for me is like those sports, they didn't do anything for me in helping my relationship with food. I'm not going to lie. Personally, they, they didn't really help me. Um, that's why I kind of decided to pick up lifting. I thought maybe this will help me. And clearly it did. And I was actually having this conversation with my parents last night, like about how I don't even want to play softball anymore because like, it's just not great for my mental health. I'm constantly like being compared to other people that are like super into the sport. And just personally, that's not really, really what I am. And what like, I'm trying to like explain is softball doesn't do the same thing for my mental health as powerlifting does. It's like completely different. Cause when I'm in the gym, just like everything goes away. Every single thought that I have goes away. I'm like, I have zero body dysmorphia when I'm in the gym. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so cool. Like, look at me. I'm so strong. But then when I'm at softball, I'm just kind of like, I don't like this sport. It's not like exciting to me personally. All my friends, I feel like are super, I used to play on this old team. All of them were so good. And I just like, feel like I was constantly compared to them. And it's just like, I don't, I don't like that at all. Yeah. Yes. Comparison is definitely, I feel like a thief of happiness. So it's really awesome when you're doing a sport that you guys both are, where it's more you against you. I feel like, Mm. even though there's obviously going to be comparison in anything, but yeah. As um, a runner and ultra athlete, there's this stigma that everyone has to be so tiny, so much lighter to be faster. And right when my eating disorder started, it was because um, 
I had hit puberty and my body started changing and I fell victim to people judging my body and me judging myself. And I would look at other people in the start line and wonder like, why don't I look like them? And so it started off so harmless. It's like, I'm just going to eat healthier. I'm just going to do whatever. And then it just went, it, it spiraled out of control so fast and you don't realize it's happening until you've hit this place. And I did become as small as them, maybe not even, but I was, had gotten slow. I had, I was no longer the best on the race course anymore. And so I've learned that it's not worth it to be the smallest or look the same as everyone on the race course, because I don't, and I never will, because that's not what my body composition is, but that's okay. Because you can't look at others and say, I will be like them because I am, I look like them because everyone's body is different. And it's about who's strong, not who looks the best, look the, looks the thinnest. It's about who's the best. And you can't be that if you're undernourishing yourself to look a certain way. And so comparison will hurt you so much in that aspect. I feel like um, for a lot of people, um, it starts as like just trying to be healthy. Again, for me, I didn't even realize I struggled until like three months into it. I thought I was just being like normal because the issue is like, this like the diet culture that yeah. everybody puts on us it's like eating a salad when and when my friends asked me to go out for a burger is fine like wh- when did I think that was fine like it's like this person's being normal. praised for it and then it got to the point where I couldn't enjoy life with my and, friends um back on the stigma for gym stuff like you see, you see all these people out there. There's bodybuilding and there's powerlifting, two different, completely different things. Very different things. <laughs> um, I personally cannot do bodybuilding. Like that would just deplete my mental health completely. Um, but I do believe like there is there is a pipeline to like eating disorder to lifting and lifting to eating disorder. So like I get a bunch of comments on my TikTok all the time that are like, you're just choosing a different form of an eating disorder. And I'm like, I don't really think you get it because I do think they're like toxic gym bro you know they they actually do have an eating disorder like the people that are drinking egg whites raw like nobody wants to do that no like I'm kind of that person that's just like I'm literally just trying to kind of eat whatever now and lifting has helped me achieve that because I'm not I'm not I'm not really into the constant bulk cutting type thing I'm currently just like trying to like gain but not to lose I'm getting any, myself stronger, but then if I cut, I'm going to lose that. So go ahead, Alexis. Lainey, what I admire about you is that you lift and you post about lifting and you posted like, you post what I eat in a day is for inspiration. And you say, I don't track. Like I don't, you eat, you are the first person that I've seen com- eat completely intuitively. You're finding what works for your body and lifting and you're finding that. And I respect that so much because it feels like whenever we see power lifters, body lifters, they're like, oh yeah, I'm loosely tracking, I'm tracking, but I eat completely intuitively. I, there is no healthy, unhealthy foods. I eat normal foods. And to see someone else doing that just provides so much comfort to me. And it's possible. You don't need to be eating only healthy food to be an athlete because I certainly don't. None of my friends like really do. It's, and it's amazing that you do that. And I you still tracking, see so much results. I think I, tracking can limit you personally. Yes, can limit you. Tracking puts you in like a funnel I feel like and what I really want to touch upon is something Alexa had said about like people without disordered eating still do very well in their 
much better in their sports when you just mm-hmm. eat kind of whatever. Like I remember one day at soccer, everyone was talking and I was, it was like right when I was out of residential, I was so triggered at the time because everyone was like, like da, 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 da. And someone was like, I literally just eaten like ice cream, like right the day before I had like, like a bagel for breakfast with like some chocolate. Like I was having whatever I wanted. And one of the girls was like, you need to eat more salads. So you're, so you look more like Cammy. And I was like, Oh, Who's girl. Said that to me right when I like would get out of treatment, they'd be like, "Oh, like she's not gonna eat that." She's and I'm like, "I'm changing. Like I'm, I'm better. I'm." Well, the thing know. was, it was a new team, so no one knew I had a dating disorder. Yeah, no one yeah. knew my past, and oh, they meant that because I was like, I was, and then they were like, "Cammy's so tall and she's strong," and I was like, and I just remember being like, "Actually, salads didn't get me very strong." Like, people just try like- ice cream. <laughs> Oh, people will say like, oh, Alexa probably eats nothing. Like, look how, mm-hmm. like, whatever. Like, she probably doesn't eat anything. She's a runner. I'm like, girl, tell that to the burger and fries I ate yesterday. Like, I eat so much and it's all just going to fuel myself. And I, uh, I, whenever I'm out with like my extended family, like my, my, my close family, they know like at this point, I'm pretty much eating whatever like I want. But a couple of weeks ago around the holidays, like my grandma, my cousin were here. My grandma was actually a professional bodybuilder. <laughs> um, um, I took a different route, but oh, like, yeah, it's different. similar. Um, but she didn't quite understand that like, that I like pretty much eat whatever. Like we were, she was like, she's like, I'm going to cook like a Christmas dinner for us since we're not going to be here for Christmas. Like, but it was more like Thanksgiving. It was like, it was literally all Thanksgiving. But I don't know what she's talking about Christmas, but. <laughs> um, and she was like, but will you eat that? I was like, yeah, I'll eat it. And she's like, are you sure I'm going to put a lot of butter in it? And I was like, yeah, I'll eat it. That's a place like, that I'm at right now. My mom's like, yeah, I'm making like lasagna for dinner. But like, I eat, like you can have like leftovers. I was like, mom, like, I, w- I want lasagna. Like, let me eat the lasagna. <laughs> like, I'm okay. I'm okay. It's, and it's such an amazing feeling too, to be like, yeah, I want that. Yeah, you because get, like, back when I was struggling, my mom would ask me something. I'd be like, no, why would I want lasagna? Yeah, I'd be like, I'm not eating that, but now I would just be pissed for no reason. Like, I wasn't even thankful. Like, I in my eating disorder, I I couldn't even be thankful for anything. Like, my parents could literally cook me like a 10 course meal, spend so much money on it, and I'd be like, why would you do that for me? I'd be so mean. I'd be like, why? Like, why would you? My my dad was like, one time we were walking in Colorado, and he's like, would you like some apple cider? Like, let's go get some apple cider. And I'm like, no, that's not my snack. And he goes it's it's a it's not a snack it's a beverage and I'll never forget that but also like it's like last night I like went into my friend's freezer I'm like I'm taking a brownie right now and it's like I can be like that and be like let's go get ice cream let's go I want pizza pizza you want pizza let's go get pizza and like this is something I just want to say for everyone out there social media this is what I like to think about social media has warped us into thinking that there's this way to eat but I want you to think about all these people who don't think to take pictures of their food. They have such a healthy relationship with food that they don't think to look at it. They don't think to talk about it. They don't think to post it. My best friends, they help me so much because they don't give two craps about what they eat. They don't think about it. They don't think to take pictures of it. 
So like when I used to compare, like they would get so upset because like they don't think about that, what they eat, they don't want to. And we're going out, going to get crumbled and we're going to get ice cream and we're just eating whatever we want because they have a true food freedom where they don't think to take pictures of it. So whenever you think of comparing yourself to someone on social media or someone in recovery, just remember all the people out there who have such food freedom and are probably eating more than you, like everything they want, they just don't think to share. I want to actually expand on this. Like what you're thinking, what you're saying about don't think to share. As you probably noticed, I haven't posted on Foodie Gal Lenny in like so long because I just don't care to do that anymore. Like I literally don't care. I I phoned my coffee and I ate my breakfast and I was like, crap. And I was like, oh, whatever. (laughs) Like, I guess it's like, I don't care. I'm a, I'm constantly, I, cannot go 30 minutes without a snack. So I'm oh, constantly yeah. grabbing yeah. it. If I yeah. thought to take my phone out at every moment and like document, so hard. <laughs> I just don't want to. I want to eat without thinking. And there are so many people that do that. We just wouldn't know because they don't post it. So don't focus on these fitness influencers or like mm-hmm. diet, like accounts that are posting what they eat because one, it's not the full story. You mm-hmm. don't know what's going on. It's one day and they're so obviously hyper-focused on what they eat. You don't know about this whole world of people. Like my brothers, I used to compare to them at dinner because I always eat more than them. But I would fail to realize that they had McDonald's 20 minutes before. We're getting up from the dinner table and they're grabbing chocolate bars to take to their rooms. We don't see the full story. We don't know what they're eating before. We don't exactly. know what they're eating after. Like there's no point in comparing because everyone's body is different. We don't know the full story and Focus on yourself and your own needs. Your body will tell you what you need. I think that's so true about like, I don't know what you both had said about the not posting as much on social media. I feel like I once no one who has never had issues with food posts about food on social media because they have brain space that's occupied by way other things. And photo of food, they're like, oh my God, this looks so cool. They're not thinking like, I need to show everybody what I'm eating. They're just, they're just posting it because they're like, Look at how pretty this is. This looks so good. And when you're in the moment with friends, like when I'm out to dinner or like we're like grabbing at stuff, like last night we got home from the movies and we're like whipping up a bunch of different mac and cheese and like grabbing cupcakes. Like I I don't want to be that person to be like, oh, let me take a picture of this. Yeah. (laughs) Share it with everyone. Like, no, I want to be in the moment with my friends. And that's something I can say I can enjoy now because there was a time when I couldn't. That is one thing I'm currently working on a lot is like, even with my therapist is like, for example, yesterday, me and my brother for Christmas, I got him like 16 weird flavored Kit Kats. And so yesterday we each had like four Kit Kats and I was like, oh, oh, I didn't. And then I had like a Ghirardelli square of chocolate to flush it down because like some of the flavor, we had like mango chocolate. That was not good. But yeah, (laughs) but I was like, oh, like I've noticed, like I didn't even think about posting it. Or like last night I had so many snacks and I was like, it doesn't even dawn on me. Like I have to actively remember now to be like, oh, there was a time where it would have really helped me had someone posted that they ate four Kit Kats. But now I'm like, it's so normal to eat four Kit Kats. Like like I laugh at some of the things that I used to think were so out of the ordinary. Like my my friends and she had a s'mores bar for breakfast once. And I was like, how and now I'm like that's actually very normal for a 16 year old girl like I actually like want to talk about like the social aspect of sports and social aspect of like people just around you and during this time 
like I feel like with lifting it is individual but I have met like the greatest friends who have not only helped me with lifting have helped me with my relationship with food even more like yeah obviously I went um like to the gym for the for the for the first time like in the gym in like June of 2020 and I met like my first couple friends there in like July and I've I've I literally like am friends with like easily like eight people there and like not just like friends like close friends yeah like, talk to them every day and it's like now I feel like they've helped my relationship with food so much because we'll be like oh do you want to go lift and then go get food like do you want to like eat food go lift like you know what I'm saying like it's not like yeah because before I'd be like no like I don't know I don't and I was also a big part of it was not only was I anxious about eating food in general I was anxious about eating food around other people I don't know if other people like experience that and like it's something I'm still working on like I still like usually like we'll just like eat dinner in my room one because I I do do like to be alone but like um (laughs) my family just doesn't really eat together but like school lunch was something that was like hard for me at first but um I've I'm totally fine with it now but go ahead Alexa (laughs) I when I was in freshman it was like I would go to school and like, I would see all these girls not eating lunch or not eating. And I'm sitting there with like a meal plan. Like I need to eat. And mm. it was always so hard for me to eat. It's but then you really have to hard to think these me. people aren't athletes. These people aren't in recovery. We were in debt while they were eating normally. We restricted ourselves. We are in debt. We are athletes. And like, it would be so hard for me, but now I've just, I've gotten past this comparing because I've realized that my body is going to be different and I can't let other people's needs make me deplete my own and also what you said about like friends and stuff I'm forever grateful for my entire team my best friends are on my team my brothers because they've truly taught me what fueling as an athlete is and we all eat together and it's always like no I need food like I brought a protein bar like here's one for you like I brought I brought snacks like let's go train oh I'm starving let's go get food it's never like we're done training and then it's like okay let's go home. It's always like, no, I'm hungry. Like we don't miss fueling around here before or after. And it's something that's helped me so much realizing that fueling as an athlete is normalized. It's just not normalized on social media. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, just like at, and at school lunches, I just feel like it's, I'm going back to this. Sorry. Like it's really, really, really hard. Like that is probably the hardest, like the hardest time for me to eat personally like I've been on winter break for three weeks. Now I go back to tomorrow. Last yeah. week, that was literally just a snow day week. So that doesn't, it wasn't really winter break, but um, like I'm already like kind of stressed about like going back because like there are multiple people at my table that are like, they, they don't like eat all that yeah. much. And it's like, one, it makes me like really sad. And it's like, cause I know like a lot of people will struggle with eating and they won't even realize it. They'll again, mm-hmm. it's normalized. People think it's normal to not eat lunch at school. Yeah. But like, How? like I'll see TikTok and it's TikToks and it's like time to starve the whole day at school. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I have to have massive breakfast or else I can't focus in school. I get hungry, need lunch to get me through the day. And like, I used to look at people who don't eat or they would like get like a diet Coke for lunch and say, oh, I eat after. I've learned that that just like doesn't work for me and sometimes people don't appreciate like making comments I used to be like do you need something like do you want something I was so focused on other people's food 
Yeah. And I, I used to be, I used to, my mom used to call me out and say, Alexa, no one likes you staring at their plate always. Mm-hmm. And so like your body's going to be different and you need more. And if they think they can go the whole day, fine, be more successful than them. I personally need two breakfasts to keep oh, myself yeah. focused and fueled throughout the day. And then a full lunch, obviously. And then a snack, like it's just what I need. And you can't compare to others who you don't know what they eat when they get home or before school. They could yeah. be lying. You don't know. It yeah. cracks me up when I go to school and like, I, like, if I can't make it to snack, which is only two class periods. And I eat like at least a cup of oats with like peanut butter and bacon and other things. And it cracks yeah. me up when I'll see like someone on Instagram, they're like, really feeling up today like having this whole half cup of oats because I'm not going to eat till I get home from school and I'm like first of all like me and my friends we drive out to Sonic we drive out to Olive Garden at least three times a week that's like our favorite way to bond and socially it's brought so much enjoyment is food like now that they actually invite me to go with them like not that they're mean they just knew that I was going to say no and you get your whole personality back with recovery too. Yes. I couldn't, I couldn't hang out with my friends and I also used COVID as an excuse. Okay. (laughs) I would always just be like, I'm just uncomfortable because of COVID right now. Knowing well, if I just sat outside at a restaurant, I'm not going to get COVID. Like I was so lifeless and I would go to birthday parties and leave. I went to my own school dance and left after 10 minutes, went to someone's birthday party at a pizza place, left after five minutes I stopped getting invited places because they assumed I didn't want to go. And like, mm-hmm. I, no one wanted to hang out with me. I was just sitting there as a lifeless creature. I would cry every five minutes. I couldn't focus in school because I would be researching food or texting my mom, my poor mother, who I, mm-hmm. she's the reason I have recovered. I would be texting her. I'd be crying. No, I wasn't someone people wanted to be around. I, I would say I have my light back. I didn't laugh at all. I was just like, I was random things with my friends. So a dud. (laughs) I have this one specific memory. My friend's mom knew I was struggling with food, so my friend texted me before we all spent the night because I was like, "Sorry, I'm not going. Like, I can't eat something your mom cooks." Like, I just straight up said that, and so she was like, "Well, we can work around your special needs," is what she. And I was like, "Okay," so we agreed on fajitas. But I didn't realize that they were going to have white rice. And I was so scared of that at the time that when nobody was looking and I thought when, let me clarify, when I thought nobody was looking, I just took the fajita and I stuffed it down my pants. And I was like, "Mm, like delicious. I ate that whole thing. And her mom was watching. And so she spent three hours cooking a shoot. They wanted to have pasta. They made fajitas instead for me just for her mom to see me shove it down my pants and go throw it away. And I think about that so often of how much I, like, I apologize to her mom like 25 times since recovering for that. But yeah, let's just say after that, I didn't really get invited to the sleepovers very much. And really there was just one friend who I'm super thankful for. She was a friend through soccer that really helped me get out of that place so that I wasn't doing that anymore. (laughs) One time I was on my way home. We went to see a play and I didn't even want to be there. I was miserable the whole time. And my friend's dad was driving me home and they went, 
I'm surprising you guys. We're going to get ice cream. Like our favorite place, we're going to get rolled ice cream. And I was like, I have to go home right now. And then he was like, no, no, we're getting ice cream. And we get there and I cried in the bathroom and I refused to get anything. And then now it's like our place. It's like, we go here and we're like, no, we're getting this ice cream. And so now it's like something we can bond over how far it's like, we get through our dark times and now we can look back and think about how stupid that it was and how silly me and like my friends getting boba like all the time over the summer we would literally like get boba every week and okay when I was like really really um struggling I had this one friend um we would go to one of my favorite restaurants true food oh my gosh love true food and I literally just I love that place so much but the issue is obviously the calories are on the menu yeah so it was like always something triggering for me. And so I said to her, I was like, can you pick something for me? That's what my mom do sometimes. And she, and we went, we went to True Food every Saturday for a solid three months. Cause I mean, we're online school. We're not doing anything. I mean, obviously on a Saturday, but like it was a way for us to get out. We would sit outside. Even if when it was 20 degrees in December, we would go and we would sit outside and she would pick something for me. And it, really I don't think she realizes how much it made a difference on me because I'm not sure if she fully understood what I was going through but it was so refreshing and it was like kind of like I'm not choosing the lowest calorie like I'm just like I literally said don't even show me the menu just pick something I don't want to I don't want to see the menu I don't want to be in my head like what if she chooses that one what if she chooses that one like I was just like don't get me whatever like I don't want to see it it's so awesome that she did that for you that's amazing I I'm like fully recovered but sometimes if like a menu has calories I'll just go hey mom just choose something you think I like and she knows like what I like and it's like it's so great to have a good support system in recovery I know that some people aren't fortunate enough to have that which is why Eleni me you Cammy, like we have resources that hopefully can help others. That's like my goal because I was so grateful to have best friends, to have a family, coaches, everyone who's so supportive and helped me through every single second. And that's what I want to give to others because everyone deserves that. We all deserve best friends who will take us to get things and help us through everything. That's one thing I really wanted to touch on is I feel like even through all of this, both of you have become such inspiring people to so many people And I know just from personal experience, I bet like I get so many DMs a day of like people are just asking me random questions. And I love, even though sometimes I'm like, I have like five posts about this, but (laughs) I love getting to help people. And I assume that you guys, Mm -hmm. like, obviously if you have these accounts, like the (laughs) amount of people that you're inspiring and helping, you've turned something so dark into something so beautiful. And I think that's just like amazing. I yeah, started. I like the way that you phrased that. Like, I obviously, I went from posting about just literally just food. Like, if you looked at my old account before it was banned, which I have yet to get back, but. Rude. <laughs> it's okay, because my, my spam account is actually growing kind of fast for no reason. It is. But, it's amazing. I love it. Um, so, I just went from, like, only posting, like, food recipes, food, di- like, and it's kind of changed to, like, what I want it to be. I want it to be about lifting, because that that is, like my happiness and I literally say I feel like when I say this to like people that I feel like they don't fully understand because it's like yeah I mean you like yeah you lift like I said to my parents and like my parents are so supportive of me lifting but like I wish they fully understood like the whole reasoning behind it how like when I lift like just 
all of my like anxiety about anything goes away. Not even just about food. Like if I'm like stressed about anything, just going helps me. Like I felt, I feel completely fine. I couldn't go for a couple days um, because of the snow. And I wasn't even anxious. I wasn't like triggered in the way for like food. I was just kind of like, on like I want to yeah. get out. Like it's definitely an outlet. Yeah. Like, there are some days where I'm just like, or if I'm having like, where I'm just like, wow, I, I really just want to go for a run right now. Or I really want to do this. It's an outlet. And like my Instagram, I started it. It was private and maybe like two followers. It was really just for me. I said, I'm committing to recovery. And it was always just like me having little small wins. I look back and I keep the posts up, but it was me like crying over pasta, which I eat every single day now. Like I look back and I'm just like, wow. And I get DMs people like who have watched me grow and have watched me. Those are the best. I I love those too. Yeah. I do have a lot of people who like come to me for everything, like every second. And that's Sometimes I, I'm learning to set boundaries because I put a lot of pressure on myself to respond to everyone and give them an answer. It gets stressful when people are damning me every single day, a hundred times a day. And especially when I have two, 200 posts that I've put my heart and soul into that have exactly <laughs> what they're asking for. But like, I love everyone. And I'm just, it makes me feel good that I can make a difference in the world. And without my account, I never would be where I am. It's motivated me I not to, re- to recover for everyone yeah. else and to so, show everyone that it's I okay. Have, I should have story to tell yeah. <laughs> um, about this. So I had, so I had, I didn't, I never made like a complete different like TikTok account. I started off with just like my TikTok account where I'd post like dances, like, you know, like your classic middle school self just on TikTok, yeah. you know, yeah, having fun with life. And then this one person randomly commented like, it was after I started, um, like getting better. Like, thank God they didn't comment this when I was struggling or else I could have triggered so many people. Um, and they commented and they asked for what I eat in a day. Sure. I don't care. I did it once. And I was thinking to myself, wow, that really helped me because I don't want to promote somebody eating so little. Yeah. And I filmed it once. I filmed it once. And I was like, wow, that was fun. And so then I started doing it again. And then these girls in my school, I started getting a bunch of hate from from these girls at my school, okay? And they're like, they, this, is their, this, is the, this is what they said. They said, I'm jealous that you can eat so much because a lot of people struggle with food. And I was like, what? And they like, you know, just stop posting it because it's like, because it's not like nice to people that are struggling with food to show that like you're doing so well. And I just like thought to myself like, What? No, you're showing people that it's okay to eat this much and that it's normal. Mm. I have like on my TikTok, I like posted a vlog once just for fun. And then all of a sudden I had to start posting them every single day because people kept asking for them. But I never Mm. showed everything I ate, nor will I, because I can't film everything I eat. But it's like people will be so mean for so reason no reason because they're jealous. But not jealous, but like it's amazing that you show like you can eat this much. It's okay. You can eat a normal amount. Your body will be fine. I, I started that-, that new TikTok account after that. And then it grew. I was like, see, people care. People do care. <laughs> I I was like, oh my gosh. I would so I was friends with this girl named McKenna, Lenny, you know. And I would tell her, like, 
she was friends with you first. And I'd be like, I, I would tell her, I'd be like, I need to be friends with Lenny. Like I, I want to be her friend. I want, <laughs> to be, I want to be her friend. I want, but I don't, I didn't have like a food TikTok. So uh-huh. I was just like, I want to be her friend. I don't know how, how do I like talk to her? And so it's like, what do we meet in that, that group chat? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember. Like, but it's like, you've inspired so many people and you helped me. And it's like, don't let other people get you like that because you helped so many people and there's All no shame in that. that said that now like they do like they they literally are happy with me now like I one of them was actually one of my closest friends that I have now and I'm like I'm just I can't stay mad at people so it's like yeah yeah like my recovery account on Instagram I like blocked everyone I knew initially because I was not embarrassed I just like I didn't want people to see that but now it's I get DMs from like. them mm-hmm. yeah it's I like I didn't want anyone I know to know about it. And then triathletes and runners just started reaching out to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that they knew I had this account because I'd get it in like requests and they'd be like, thank you. And I'm like, oh, yeah. maybe this isn't so bad. Like I know you and like, I uh-huh. may be nervous for you to know about this, but like, I'm so happy I could, like someone came up to me to swim meet the other day and was like, hi, you don't know me, but like I follow your account and you have helped me through everything. And I'm oh. like, so many times it's actually happened to me and it, it literally makes me so incredibly happy. Like at softball tournaments, there are people on the, t- on the team be like, I follow your TikTok. Like, I love you so much. And I have been, get, I've gotten DMs from people that go to my school. Yeah. And I'm going to be scared people in my school are going to make fun of me, but they're like, no, you help me so much. This girl that I like, she like goes to like one of my neighboring schools. She was on my like gym Snapchat private story. And she swept up on it last week and she was like, I just wanted to say, like, this is really inspiring. Like, watching you grow, like, I want, like, I have, like, a couple questions, like, about, like, how you, like, helped your mental health with, like, food and stuff. Like, can I ask you? I was like, of course. Like, I, I was like, that's so nice. And last year when I was playing softball for my high school team, like, I was scared, like, all the seniors are going to be like, oh, this little freshman, like, she has a TikTok account. Like, it's probably all she, like, cares about. But, like, they were all like, no, that's cool. Like, you help you have a hundred thousand freaking followers. Like you're so cool. I was like, really? <laughs> it's like, it's amazing because you don't realize how many people in sports struggle. And mm, so, so sad. to be able to help them and use my experience and our experience that we have grown through to help mm-hmm. others. It's just, I want to end the stigma. I want to end it. Cause it's gotten to a point where it's like normalized. And so what you're doing, Cammy, what you're doing, Eleni, it's like incredible. And it's great. <laughs> I totally feel like that's, I mean, that's why I've started this podcast is I really wanted to help kind of put like into the stigma and just help people. But one thing I wanted to talk about that we had kind of mentioned on maybe a couple minutes ago, um, but I was just kind of letting you guys talk was how it's crazy it is like you used to get mad at your parents and now you're like really enjoying food. And I actually, so when I returned right from residential, I tore my ACL, which is a one-year injury to get back to sports. And it was pretty, I'm not going to lie, like as an athlete, I mean, you guys could probably imagine if someone told you you were not getting to play your sport for a year, it's pretty hard, but at the same time, it's shown me so much. And I feel like it's taught me a lot, but what's so funny is when I tore it, my mom was like, here, let's go out to ice cream to make it feel better. And I was like, yeah, like that would make it feel better. And it's just so, I remember posting about that and I was like, guys, like I say ice cream and it made me happier than I was before. And 
I think it was just such a big moment for me. And I feel like that's like really when, I don't know, I just, when I realized like how much being an athlete meant to me, but then also how much recovery had meant to me. And it really just was like when worlds collide. That makes me so happy to hear. I, I feel like my parents, like they have been so supportive of just everything that I do. I'm just very thankful as I mentioned on early on, I like completely ranted to them last night about how I want to quit softball. And I was like, I was like crying. I was like, I feel so guilty. I put eight years of my life into this sport and now I just want to quit. Like I, I had you guys drive me hours to softball tournaments, stay up late nights, wake up 5am to like go to these places. And I'm just like, I was just telling, like, I was like, I just don't want to do it anymore. And they're like, it's okay. They're like, you don't have to. I was like, really? And because softball does not have that mental thing that, that I get from it. Like it doesn't, it doesn't do it for me. And I feel like I was kind of doing it for other people. And like, I wasn't prioritizing my mental health. And I feel like recovery is a huge part of just putting yourself way before other people. Like I have had relationships with people that struggled with eating. And when I was struggling with eating, it was nothing on them, but they did not help me. And I'm sorry that maybe that's selfish to let them go and not talk to them as much, but I couldn't do it. I, if you're going to tell me how many calories you're eating, I, sorry, I can't like, I, it's really hard for me to want to talk to you. I think I had to do the exact same thing. There was a friend, like I have had multiple friends that put their recovery in my hands and said, Mm -hmm. you help others like help me. But it's like, I'm trying to work my way through this and you triggering me. Like I've had to let go of people because they were using me as their like therapist, as like Mm -hmm. a free therapist or like to help them. But your recovery comes first through anything. I think we've had this exact same conversation, Alexa, because like we have similar, remember we used to get like the same people to DM us yeah like literally like five of the same people that would DM me would DM Alexa and we'd be like and like it would be like on and on and they would just say I feel super guilty for eating xyz calories or yeah I feel super guilty for eating a freaking cupcake I'm like go tell your therapist that or one time it's like (laughs) well sometimes people will be like I feel guilty because I did this literally when I've posted about me doing that same thing yeah. I'll be like, I had pizza. And they're like, I just had pizza. I feel so guilty. And I'm just like, well, how do you think that makes me feel? Yeah. But I'm just saying time. that I just ate that. And now you're telling me that I sh- should, I feel guilty. Yeah. No, you shouldn't. So it's like, I just did that. So it's like hard. It's, it's a lot of comparison. And there's just- a fine line between reaching out for help and then putting your problems on people. Like when people reach out to me and they're like, Hey, I'm really struggling with eating recently and exercise addiction. Do you think you could give me any tips or do you have any, oh, do you have any tips for reducing food guilt? That's different than saying I'm guilty for eating this. It's, it's I had a picture of someone crying last night saying, I feel good. I just had French fries. And I'm like, so did I, <laughs> but like, it's, I love helping people. And I understand that when you have an eating disorder, it blurs your vision. You don't realize yes. what you're doing. Sometimes you push people away. You say things you don't mean. Yeah, it's truly a miserable disease. So I give these people grace because I know that they're struggling. But sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not a professional, but I can help you any like in the best way I can. But yeah, it's really important to set boundaries in recovery because you're at the end of the day, you come first. Oh, there's this quote from this book that I've been reading. And it's like, 
When it becomes comes between disappointing yourself and disappointing others, you have to disappoint others because like your happiness mm. and your health and your mental state like comes before anything else at the end of the day. Is that from Untamed? It is. My I, favorite. It's so good. And actually, so funny you said that because when Eleni had said something about maybe that's selfish, I was going to tell her, I was like, I don't, I think selfish isn't always a bad word. Like, I think we should all be a little selfish, especially when you're in recovery. It's like selfish means you're helping yourself. And like, if we're all being selfish and helping ourselves, then that means we're all going to struggle a lot less and need others a lot less. Like, I don't think selfish is a bad thing. I used to constantly apologize to my mom, to my family, just for being the way I was, just for struggling. Like I would be apologizing, like you put so much money into this and I'm like, whatever it's like you feel so guilty and like selfish but at the end of the day like your parents your family like they all love you they want the best for you you're not being selfish you're getting better you're doing what it takes and like getting healthy is not something to be feel selfish about yeah absolutely I was saying like with my me wanting to quit I was like yeah your parents want your parents love you they want you to be happy yeah but you're not bothering them you're not doing anything yeah And I just, it felt so good to get that up because I've been holding that up for months, like months, ever since I started like actually finding, when you find a passion for something, it's hard to put your energy into something else, especially when that passion is what allowed you to literally fix your entire mental health and like get you to where you are today. It's scary to think like, if I play travel softball, what if I can only lift twice a week? That doesn't make me happy. Yeah. I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to play three hours of softball. I don't want to, I don't, I, I got, and it's not the same. And I've already repeated myself like four times saying this, but it like being with my team also with the, like on a team sport, I am always just comparing myself. Like, cause I've never been the best one on my team. It's just like, well, they're better than me. So why do I even try? But it's like, I'm so hard on myself. And it's like, I don't know. I totally get what you mean. And while we're talking about this, we have almost been recording for about an hour. So <laughs> I just, maybe we should yeah. kind of give like some clothing, clothing, closing statements. <laughs> if there's anything you wanted to say, but before you guys each give a clothing, closing statement, I just wanted to say, I'm so honored and so thankful to have you both on here. You guys have been so insightful, but such kind people. And I just know this podcast is going to help like this specific episode is going to help so many people because of you guys. And I just wanted to say, thank you. Thank you. I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah. We've gone down so many rabbit holes. I could talk about this for hours. Like I I'm so- I've totally enjoyed it. It's been really great. Yeah, no, literally. Thank you so much. I felt so bad for not even checking my DMS. I was like, Oh my God. She sent this a while ago. <laughs> it's I was just honored not- to be like a part yeah. of it. Yeah. I'm excited to watch it back. <laughs> well, yeah, I had to share it and like it's yeah makes me happy to be a part of and be chosen to be a part of yeah basically um I'll say like one of my last things now um like I just wanted to say like you need to you we were saying you need to be selfish like you have to kind of if somebody is listening to this and they're struggling whether to choose recovery or like because I'll get a bunch of questions like well I don't want to choose recovery because gaining weight is scary. Like I know it's scary, but I've gained so much, I've gained so much weight since I was struggling and it's been the best thing to ever happen to me. And I 
would never think that I would ever say that. Like a year ago, you tell Lenny that and you're like, what are you talking about? But it's like, I am so happy now, now that I'm, I have your weight, I have energy, I can, I can sleep, I can go out with my friends. I'm actually about to go out to lunch with my friend at like two, but um, <laughs> like I can do that because I don't, I'm not so hyper-focused on that little thing and you need to put yourself first and foremost. And if you need to reach out for help to do that, then like do that. If you need to drop some friends to do that, do that. If you need to stop your sport for a second, do that. If you need to try a different sport, do that. Like, mm-hmm. there you go. That's it. <laughs> I fully agree. Um, oh my gosh. I just lost my train of thought. Just recovery is a hundred percent worth it. It's the hardest thing you'll ever do, but I will tell you that the more you do it, the more you challenge yourself and the more you repeat that, the easier it will get. You cannot get over a fear without facing it. Mm-hmm. And while we're on like the, I know this is about athletics my sport is what motivated me to recover. If you want to be good, if you want to be the best, you have to fuel to perform. It's not about what you look like. It's not about what anyone else looks like. It is about you doing what you need to do to be the best. And that means nourishing yourself with any and all foods that you need. And just that while recovery is hard, it is 100% worth it. And it, it, it is okay to take a break from your sport while we're on sports because I took three months off and that is what my body needed to heal because you are in debt and your body needs time to heal your like organs your bones and that is okay Mm -hmm. and it's okay to ask for help and it's okay to struggle and get through that because the hard days are what make the better days better and it's what pushes you through the days that you're struggling and you fight your eating disorder are the days that it dies everything there's so much I want to say, but I know we need to close up, but yeah. Also for my last thing, sorry. Like literally your eating disorder is temporary, but it's it's only temporary. If you choose for it to be temporary, you are, you control your own actions in some ways, obviously with recovery, there's a different voice. It's not you. It's, it's literally somebody else. Like, but there are times where you can push so hard. I know because I did it to shut that little voice up and it's yeah. temporary that voice is temporary I don't even have a voice anymore it's just a Lenny on a Lenny on a Lenny like yeah the mental I, calculator the eating disorder voice it goes away it, it really truly one day you temporary, body dysmorphia can be temporary your bloating that's causing you to want to restrict is temporary like it gets better like I'm telling you it better, gets yeah. worse before it gets better but it does and I can say yeah. that I will scream it. Like I will tell anyone it gets better and it's so hard, but it's so worth it. And you did not choose yeah. this disease. You did exactly. not choose it. Mm. You, it's, you're not, you're not, it's not your fault. You're not a burden, but mm. you can also get through it because it's yeah. possible. Yes. And with that, that was our episode. I want to say thank you to everybody for listening and Thank you to to both of our guests and just that I hope this helps somebody. I hope that somebody something somebody said in this really resonates with you. And yeah, goodbye.